listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hi, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. Mm-hmm. Well, you know you know what happens when life gives you lemons, right? Yeah, you make lemonade. That's right. <laughs> but what happens, buddy, and everyone stay with me here, because this is something I really want you to lean into, when life starts just hurling lemons at your life mm. in droves. I mm. mean, you just can't. Stop it. Anyone feeling this? You can't catch them enough to squeeze them into anything. Right. Then right. what? Then what do we do? It's such a cool saying, right? Like, come on, Chalene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, life threw you some stuff. But what if you're just mm. getting pelleted? So before we explain the metaphor of all this, mm-hmm. I want to introduce you to our next guest. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. She keeps me young. My dear friend, you said that about me, I said I that about her. She keeps me young. Tay Doe, welcome to the Splash Zone. Yay. Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so, so glad you're here. And I want to tell you something. Tay called me. I met Tay a few years ago. And she called me and said, Shalene, I have this idea for this foundation. I'd love to go to lunch. So, of course, we went to, um, you know, Bazile. Mm-hmm. I like the name before, yeah. Bluestone yeah, in Nordstrom's. But we went and met there, and she unfolded this amazing organization that I'm going to let her share mm-hmm. um, that I had to be a part of. Hmm. It kind of reminded me hmm. of how I felt when we started Skip One mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. 2009. But she's a former cardiac nurse. She has beauty wow. and brains, okay? Wow. <laughs> Who, by the way, our Splash family... Um, she was on the front line. She was a frontline worker at the height mm. of COVID. Before wow. we even knew, is a mask on? Is it off? Do you wow. need vax or not? Is there, is there, there wasn't even a vax. I mean, and these, Ooh. these nurses were day in and day. Uh, she's a freaking hero. Yeah, exactly. She's she bold. She's yeah. brave. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you. I know. Yeah. That's, thank you because you forget. <laughs> mm-hmm. You forget now that we're two years out that this young Beauty, who studied hard, mm-hmm. was on the front lines, just trusting mm. God yep. and using her gifting and her brain mm. and her mind to help people who were freaked out. And so, I mean, what are you, 26? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's 26 Wait, years old. how old am I? 25. 25, yeah. <laughs> 25. And like I said, she keeps me young. <laughs> and, but to be that bold mm. and brave mm. and to know that you know she has this just compassion for people as a nurse and to go in i mean i remember her sending me a photo and the layers when you first the first yeah. time i mean you had a a layer on and then a layer over the layer and then a suit mm-hmm. over the suit of the layer of the layer yeah. with a with a shield mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Lots of layers. <laughs> Lots of layers. So welcome. Welcome, yeah, welcome, thank welcome. Thank you for coming. Um, I have such great memories with you. And um, when I met Tay, we instantly clicked. And um, But this is so right in my wheelhouse. And I can't mm-hmm. wait for all of you Splash family to listen and get involved and lean in and maybe even be able to get some resources from this. But explain Lemons by Tay. Because some people are going, Lemons, what about Lemons? What is this all Lemon about? Um Please share that with us. Yeah. So Lemons by Tay is just kind of my, I don't, it's like an all-in-one website, blog, resource, um, just something that I felt really compelled to start. Uh, I launched it in January. Um, So it's just been like my little baby project that I just love doing, writing blog posts, maybe about like breath work or like if... uh, there's something happening in the news that I can relate to. I'll talk about it or just mm-hmm. like my 
emotions, my mental health going through stuff and just kind of making it more relatable and just being open about it because I think a lot of people need to hear people that have a platform being mm-hmm. open about it and not just like, because when you hear health. the word mental health mm-hmm. and you weren't even born yet, there was this crazy movie called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's these people who are just, as the police would call them, 5150s, right? They're absolutely crazy. They have no business being in, functioning in, doing anything mm-hmm. is kind of when I was younger. what? So you never say you have mental health issues. Yeah never a mental issue. And I think that that is why we have some of the problems that we do yeah, because sure. everyone's got some mental stuff going on. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that's <laughs> listening right now. We all do. We all have our stuff. We have moments yep. of depression, moments of fear, moments of craziness, moments of flooding, moments of all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Lemons by Tay is it gives you a safe place to get resources, to talk about it, to have a community around you to say, hey, what do I need to do? But I have to say, when we went to lunch, I said, so really though, why? Why Lemons? Because she just started the Lemons Foundation. It's a 501c3. Mm. It's a great place to donate if you have loved ones in their name that maybe struggled with mental illness. But I said, what's your story? Because you know mine. I went to Africa. I started mm-hmm. Skip One. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm so excited for her to share with everybody <laughs> because it's not just like, oh, hi, mm-hmm. I have a platform and, yeah. you know, tons of followers. And so yeah. I'm going to start a mental health thing because I'm a nurse. Right. No, right. no, 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 no. So please share. <laughs> this is so honoring yeah. and yet so, so real. Mm, thank you. Well, let's start from the beginning. Please. Way back in the day. Um <laughs> So growing up, I watched a lot of my family struggle with addiction, whether it be with alcohol, cigarettes, with drugs. I've watched a lot of different family members kind of struggle with it, and I didn't really understand it. I mean, you don't when you're a child, but my cousin Christopher, who was like a brother to me, I don't have any siblings too, so he Mm -hmm. was definitely... um, Like a brother. Yeah, Yeah. he was the closest cousin to me, like even in age. But he struggled with heroin, and he had an accidental overdose and was in ICU. Mm. I don't even remember how long, but for a bit. And I remember going to see him with my parents, which, like, looking back, I'm like, why why did they take me to see him like that? But, I mean, standing here today, I'm very thankful they did. But I remember going into the room. I don't even think I told you this. You didn't, but go ahead, tell us. um, I went to visit him at the hospital, and in the room, he, like, signed my name. But he had all these breathing tubes. He was hooked mm. up to everything. Couldn't speak, <sighs> like, was just, like, a body there. It was He could hear and, like, kind of knew what was going on. Like, he heard us come in the room, and we were like, hi, Chris. And all he did was, like, sign my name. Mm. And I was like, I have chills talking about it. But I knew that he felt guilt for— he didn't want me seeing him like that. Mm. And I remember on our way home— from the hospital, I was just sitting in the back and I felt this feeling that I don't even really know what it was today, but I felt so like hopeless and lost. I was probably like nine, mm. but I just remember like I felt his pain, like my chest was hurting, my throat was hurting, like from his, t- like I just felt it. Mm. So that was kind of my first introduction to addiction side of mental health. Um, he got sober. Relapsed, got sober, relapsed. Um, he's still with us today, thank God. Oh. But yeah, I watched that happen. Fast forward a little bit to high school. I didn't really have like a lot 
of friends, uh, close friends, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm friendly with everyone, but I had a very close like inner circle. And my friend Jared, he was like my closest guy friend. I'd always say that like he was the one guy friend that could like slide in between my boyfriend and I like in high school. You just stand <laughs> right, and hug. Right, right. And like you just... literally, I don't even know. It's so weird. You just like stand while everyone's like, yeah, just standing around you, and you're just standing hugging. But he could just like slide in the middle of me and a boyfriend, whoever I was dating, and like it would be fine. Like it wasn't weird. Or like my boyfriend didn't get jealous. Like he was Jared. He was right. like, one of my greatest friends. He was with me through all of like high school boy drama. He'd always mm. just like he was always like, "You're beautiful. Don't like be down about yourself." If I was feeling insecure or mm. whatever, he'd always hype me up. I was on dance team, and after. Like every rally or whatever, he'd go to the shows. He was just like a very supportive friend. He worked at Starbucks our junior and senior year. And on my birthday at 6.30 a.m. before school, he brought me my favorite drink. Oh, yeah. Just a great so, friend. Stuff like that. But a lot of us didn't know that Jared was struggling with bipolar. Mm. And he, we didn't lose touch when we went away to college. But I mean, definitely you go away to college, you are doing different things. Um, we still kept in touch. Um, But five years ago, I got a call. I remember exactly what I was doing. I was sitting at the kitchen table making flashcards for my anatomy class. (laughs) And I get a call from my friend, and she's, like, panicked. And I'm like, dude, what's up? Like, what's happening? And she's like, Jared died. And I was like, what? She just spit it out. Uh Uh-huh. Or she ripped the Band-Aid. Yeah, she literally, like, (laughs) couldn't speak. I didn't know this. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, huh? She was like, he killed himself. And I was like, oh, no. what? So come to find out he was struggling with manic episodes, medications, um, kind of just a lot of things and mm-hmm. ended up taking his life. So if I didn't already have a heart for mental health, like that really just like rocked me. And you can't help but feel like guilt. Mm-hmm. Like what if I would have like texted mm-hmm. him? What if... I mean, you can't live like that, but like at the time, sure, those things totally go through your mind. Absolutely, Absolutely. that is Mm -hmm. so normal. Yeah, Yeah. and even like kind of still to this day, I'm like, I still, I still think about it. I don't have any like guilt or anything, but I definitely still think about it. You wish, yeah. He was definitely a big kind of kickstart into my love for advocating for mental health, and also just his family is like the sweetest family and they do little gala events too and they're I I just adore them but they're great. And then fast forward to me starting to work at the hospital. What made you want to get become a nurse? Mm-hmm. I I've always wanted to know that. I know. You know, I don't I don't really know that it's answer. It's not like you have anybody in your family that's a nurse. I'm like your mom the, does a great facial. Yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually the first person in my family to go to college. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think, one, I'm definitely, uh, my Enneagram type is the helper. Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely— You're a two. Yep, that's yep. definitely me. But I also really enjoy, like, the anatomy, like, the human body and, like, learning that stuff. Mm-hmm. I never—I was never, like, passionate in school until I started nursing school. And then wow. I was, like, straight A's. Like, right. I wow. That's what Bryce said it. about he, he goes in high school, people would have never thought I was going to be a lawyer. Yeah. But then when I got into my lane, it was wow. straight A's, passed the bar the first time. It's it's so true. Mm. Like when you yeah. get in your lane. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, nursing school was not fun. Not but it was easy fun. either. Yeah. That's not easy. Yeah. It was it was rough. But I mean, it's it's something that I love learning about. I mean, even like 
to this day. Right. I love... Fascinated. I love learning. Which, Why did you go into the area of cardiology? Um, you know, I, I think I enjoyed it. Um, it was... A, so I worked on like a telemetry floor which is basically... Everyone. What does that mean? So everyone's on heart monitors. So okay. everyone's... Oh, wow. There's yeah. a floor for that? Mm-hmm. I know there's a baby floor. I know there's a heart <laughs> floor. So basically, it's just the patients that aren't an ICU critical level, but they need a little bit more monitoring than a med surge patient who okay. is just like, if like one of us were to break our leg, that's where we would go. Mm-hmm. You know, just like someone that doesn't need the close monitoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of our patients were on heart monitors. So we had like a monitor room with monitor techs and they would get like notifications if wow. someone was going into like SVT or was like their heart rate was dropping or like whatever and they would call us or there was this red phone. Whenever there's a oh. phone. There's a real red phone? Yes. That's real. Yes. There's a red phone <laughs> and if it's like an emergency, someone's tanking, they call the phone. I have chills. I have chills talking about chills. it. When I'm out in public and someone's <laughs> phone rings the same ringtone as that phone. Oh, I know I'm that like, ring. I like literally flinch. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh. wow. I bet. So, I bet. That's PTSD right there. So that's, like, a tel- <laughs> that's a telemetry floor. I mean, it's great because like it's very much needed, but yeah, the, re- the red phone is is not fun. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of what a telemetry floor was. So I started working, let's see, in the fall of 2020. Mm. I graduated in December of 2019, took my NCLEX, which is like this board... Um, in February, and then COVID happened in in March. She just shoved right to the front line. Yep. So I was kind of wow. like, wow, wow, wow. We were kind of like, do I do I apply? Do I what do I do? <laughs> and also there was there was no like a lot of like the private practice, like the surgery centers, whatever. They were all closed, mm. right? Because right. of COVID. So right. there was literally no way to get a job. And I'm I'm. This is to my benefit and a weakness, but I'm just a very, like, driven and independent person. I kind of always have been. I mean, I'm very dependent on my fiancé. I love him and I love our relationship, but I'm just very, like, I'm going to I'm gonna get my money. I'm going to work my job. I'm going right. to, like— Yeah. Um, you I'm, hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're I mean, not lazy. I can't say And sit. you have brains, girlfriend, so, yeah. yeah. And I just got out of school, and I was like, I, I have all use this, this knowledge in my head. <laughs> Let me in there. It's like becoming a pilot, and all the planes are grounded. Yeah. You're yep. like, wait, what? Yep. When can I fly? Exactly. Yeah, well, you flew all right. Yep. You were in a freaking jet plane. <laughs> like, let's just take her right up to the front. I'm so proud of you. Wow. Like, I'm getting kind of choked up wow. because that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's just how awesome. God's timing on that on your life. Mm. That yeah. he knew you were going to be graduating at that time and that he knew that you would have the compassion and the fruits of the spirit in you, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control to do that job. So you're in the hospital, you're dealing with all of this. In Mm -hmm. the meantime... Yes. So this was... So I started working in... 2020. Yeah. Fall of 2020. Wow. Wow. So I was... I mean, I'm thankful that I didn't start working, that I wasn't already working when COVID hit because, like, the the scare at that time was, like, the PPE, making sure everyone was safe. That was a struggle because there was the shortage with that. Right. So in the opti- optimistic way my mind works, I'm happy that I didn't work that. But um, the, f- like, December, uh, November, December, January of, like, the peak of COVID, like, the worst it had ever been, 
was when I started on my own. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I trained for a couple months and then wow. they, I mean, they needed nurses. So they were like, you're ready. And I was what, what are you going to say? <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I think maybe, sure. I might as well just throw me into the just fire and yes. I'll try it. Right. Wow. Um, wow. So the first night, I work, was working night shift too. Um, the first night on my own, our charge nurse, who's kind of just like the person that oversees mm-hmm. sees the floor, they help you if you need anything, especially like the new grads. When I'm like, I have to put an NG tube in, which is like the thing that goes. Oh, oh yeah, through yeah. your nose, down to your throat. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, you I have- put that in? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Are they awake? Are they awake? Or do you knock them out? No, 100%. Oh, my gosh. What in the Shaleen. world? Isn't that weird? Like, there's a lot of things that don't. I, but wish, you, I wish you people could see Shaleen right now. Yeah, she's just, just like, like squirming in her chair. Yeah, and I don't squirm, like, do I? Wow. Oh, Total stranger shoving that freaking thing up the nose. and down. You, you would cringe at the things I have done and seen. Oh, I can't wait to my. tell you later. <laughs> Yeah, that's another episode. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna need Lemon's foundation in a minute. I got some mental health going on. Oh my wow. God. So you are like so that. loving <laughs> that you can do that to a stranger. How loving. <laughs> wow. Oh Buddy, you could probably do that though. I would have loved to have been a nurse. Yeah. I, I mean, really would have. We'll I don't take think her I could have Africa, they'll let her pull teeth. They'll, she'll get right in there. Total little oh my kid gosh. in the bush. I loved it. I really did. I don't think I could have gotten through the schooling, though. But Yes, I you could have. No, if you no, had applied yourself, you could have. I don't have. think so. Of course you could have. You just <laughs> didn't have direction to do that. So I go to Africa when you don't need a license. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take like a team of nurses right. from like Children's Hospital. Yeah. And they're like doctors over there in Africa. Yeah. And she's like, can I pull one of those? And I'm like, what are you Can doing? I deliver the baby? <laughs> can I deliver the baby in the bush? I think they call That's her great. Dr. Barbara when she goes over there. That's great. Oh my goodness, the doctor's here. <laughs> um, I love that. But Oh, oh my great. gosh, I love your heart. Yeah, like awesome. what? What in the world? So you're going through that. Yeah. So basically, like the first night on my own, my charge nurse is off the floor in that monitor room we talked about because we were short. Everybody, workers. it was just short. You saw it on the news. Yeah. Too. yeah so that was she, actually true she, news. Yeah. That you guys were short. Yeah. She was gone. And so I was left by myself and we had upper patient ratios. So normally on a telemetry floor, it's one nurse to four patients. We had mm-hmm. upped it one nurse to five patients mm. because we were short and we had an oh influx gosh. of. Patience. So here I am, my 24-year-old self, just just trying to keep these people alive, alive. man. Running in and out of the rooms. And trying to keep yourself alive. You don't know how. Oh, yeah. When I'd be going into the, like, you rip the PPE off before you get out of the room, and then you re-put it back on to go in the next room. Right. And I just remember doing it, and I was just crying because I was just so overwhelmed. And I was just like, I don't know, like, I do know what I'm doing. Right. In oh my a gosh, sense, I didn't but... even think of that. Right. Think right. about every she has five patients to strip That's off right. that, mm-hmm. put That's a new right. one so you're not taking any what Washing in the your world? hands, doing that, putting gloves on to, and then take it all off. And then go, go in the, the next room. room. Put it all back on. I, I oh, didn't wow. even think that. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So the first night I was like, the shift ended and I was like, wow. Um, we're, I guess we're doing this. Um, but like a big, a big thing, which I think is why nurses, a lot of nurses deal with mental health stuff is the nursing profession is very like, let's go, I'll do it. Like you tell Mm -hmm. me I'm going to do it. Like there's no question. You don't question stuff. Mm -hmm. You just do it. 
because it needs to be done. Like this right. person's life is on like right. on the line. You have to do right. this. So there's not really you can't really like think you about can it. Think about it. you just have to do it. Yeah, and I mm. I wasn't like people needed me even with my limited like experience. Like I have so many patients that like they need you. So I was just chugging along, and it was just. It felt like I was in a war zone. We had upped our, our rooms are only right. built for one bed. We were putting two patients in there because we needed to house more. The rooms weren't made to be like isolation rooms. So we had these big ducts of air vents going in and like you could barely move. Mm. So like I'd be in there and like trying to give one patient meds who's like unconscious, not really, right. but he's just like so like sedated or whatever. And then the other patient is doesn't speak English and I'm having to use a translator in there and wow. like trying to give him meds and I'm in there for like 10, 15 minutes in my thing in this stuffy, tight tight yeah. room space and I come out and I'm like hyperventilating trying to rip this stuff off because I'm like, I can't even like- Move. There's Breathe. I had never been really claustrophobic before that and after doing that, I was like, oh my gosh. Like it's, I you know. don't think about it. No, you don't. But it's it was insane. Oof. So Oof. there was- Months and months of that. And then wow. things kind of started slowing down in like February of March. And I was just like in my cycle of like, go to work, come home, sleep, mm -hmm. eat, go to work. And also we were picking up extra shifts, even like coming in at like two in the morning just to take vitals because we were so short. Mm -hmm. And like, I knew what it was like to be short staff, be working mm -hmm. a short staff shift. So I was like, they need me, I have to go. When she says that, my mind goes to the Twin Towers mm -hmm. where you see mm -hmm. these firefighters that have just been trained. She had been trained. Mm -hmm. There is a need. People need my help. You just go. That's right. And these firefighters, while people are trying to run out of these buildings, mm -hmm. you see these people going up the yep. stairs and you're like, yep. what? And here we are trying to stay as far away from this, all isolating ourselves in our little homes, right? I'm, I'm going to the market. I'm making, you know... Instacart drop it off and then I spray it down and I, you know, sanitize it all. And she's going running up in. the stairs into the hospital mm -hmm. that everyone's trying to get out of at 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. when she was sharing her story and her passion for mental health and, and her desire to have a, a resource, a foundation, a, uh, like the umbrella over the whole thing, Lemons by Tay, and, and the Lemons Foundation is just one of the pillars, right? Mm -hmm. Where people have these resources. She'll have a podcast. She has her website. She has her merch. She has her fundraising capability. And then she has the actual foundation that can then splash people with resources and help and masterclasses, stuff that people need mm -hmm. in a safe place that I feel like young people are dealing with more than maybe people our age did mm -hmm. because we didn't grow up with the freaking internet. Right. It's so true. Right. Let me tell you something. If everything I had done when I was in high school and middle school <laughs> was available to people today, I don't know where I'd be. I mean, thank goodness for Jesus mm -hmm. because that, that's probably the only reason because that would be devastating. Mm -hmm. Devastating. And then the comparison thing. I mean, that's just... You know, it's the thief of joy. Everybody's comparing this to this and that to this. And yeah. I mean, it's it's craziness. So it's so amazing that God would want to use you at 25, almost 26 years old to be the voice for this. Of course, 
because you can totally identify because you were raised in that generation. But when we were at the restaurant mm-hmm. and she was telling me the story, you know what just happened to, I had the same type of guy friend. We never dated, never even kissed other than on the cheek. You know what I mean? He was my guy that could swip into the middle. I can't even believe you're saying that. And we called each other best friends in a day. Like whoever lived longer, I'm still going to be your friend, best friend for a day, you know, best friend in a day. And we would, you know, make pop tarts and put butter on them. And he just was fun. He always encouraged me. He always was there for me. I also, you know, had tons of friends in the loosest sense of the word. I could really count them on one hand. And a few years ago, he killed himself. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? How did I miss that? The very thing you said, I said to myself, should I have, I hadn't called him in a while. And him and Greg, my brother-in-law, share the same birthday. Mm. And so every December, everyone would get together and we'd have these birthdays. And it's just done. And I'm thinking, we need to have, you know, lemons by Tay. We need to have a resource where people can have an option before they make such a final Mm. decision. Mm-hmm. Because they might not want to call a suicide hotline. Kind of sounds like the red phone that rings. Ah, like yeah. I don't know. I want to go that far. I don't know. Really I want to talk to people that far. I don't. I want to talk to someone that. What are they going to say? Who are they going to tell? And here Tay's creating this safe place with resources and opportunities for people to come before they make such a final mm-hmm. yeah. decision that you never can get a do over about. Cut your hair; it'll grow back. Mm-hmm. Change. Break with a boy; you could get back together. Crash your car, you can take the body shop. You kill yourself, it's done. I'm so proud of you for wanting to bring this mm-hmm. in the forefront. So when she asked me to be on her board, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because you think, oh, it's just young people with social media. No, my friend was 50. Right. He yeah. had a beautiful life. Right. He loved his wife, loved his kids. Yeah. It was a mental illness mm-hmm. and and men for sure can't talk about it it's like suck it up buttercup be a man blah 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 and you know what i mean where women it's like oh how are you feeling is something wrong but you try to figure it out yeah. but it's still a mental thing mm. yeah so she's diving full she's jumping all the way in with this thing she's not putting her toe in the water she's jumped <laughs> in and i'm so proud of you and you also have some exciting things going on in your own life you just got engaged you're getting married you you know it, it's it's not like she just sits around eating no. bonbons all day i mean she got a lot going on she's planning a lot of things her life has a lot of exciting stuff happening so tell me for you how we can get involved our listeners and be a part cuz i know it's at the very early stages yeah. but you do have your 501c3 number so donations can come in right now mm-hmm. as a matter of fact barbara and i wanted to let you know we're going to splash you with $1500 today mm-hmm. for the lemons foundation just to start you know being a part of that because I want to put my money where my mouth is. I don't just want to talk about it. So I have a check for you today to the Lemons Foundation. (laughs) And I can't wait to see how God multiplies that and just splashes others and brings an awareness and a safe place Mm, for people to be seen, heard, believed that the stuff that they're dealing with, it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's beauty in a new day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And God would love to restore that and reset you and give you a new focus. But if you don't reach out, we can't know about it. And what's so cool about what you're doing with all these platforms is there's a lot of ways people can maybe get in touch. So can you share some of that and your dreams of that as mm-hmm. you're building it? I know it's, you know, just yeah. starting up. Yeah, it's it's very new. I was telling Shalene that I'm just 
I feel like I'm just like waiting for God to like drop me, I don't know, drop me a lemon, drop me an apple of what I'm supposed <laughs> Nana, to do whatever next. From the like, sky. <laughs> like I'm just waiting for it to fall on my lap. Like I had no, when I started the Lemons by Tay website, I had no intention of starting a nonprofit. And I woke up one day and I was like, I have to start a nonprofit. Yep. Huh. Okay. Well, guess we're doing that. And girlfriend already's got her 501c3 number. She just goes. See, I, I'm all for that. She's an action girl. <laughs> yeah, She's exactly. not lip service. That's right. She, she does it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're going to have uh, the foundation page on my Lemons by Tay website. Good. Um, where you can go and donate there. But, I mean, I have just so many hopes and dreams and aspirations for Lemons because even— a big thing I believe in is even if you don't struggle with your mental health, it's very important to prioritize it before you do. Mm, oh, that's a good word. Say that again. Hello, everybody listening. Mm. Yeah, you might think, oh, this this topic today isn't about me. No, you need to take some time, get a little rest, maybe work on your breathing, maybe get out outside for a walk so that you don't have a mental health issue. Maybe right. lose a little weight, maybe go for a bike ride, maybe speak some affirmations of positivity mm. over you and the people you love because it's yeah. good for your brain. Yeah, and I, I mean... Before I started nursing, I wasn't doing anything. And here I am today left with depression, anxiety, and PTSD. And I know, know how <laughs> to deal with them. <laughs> so I'm just like, there's, mm. you got to prioritize. That's, I think, the biggest thing because I wish I would have taken some steps for myself. Yeah. Especially just today with, I mean, everyone went through COVID. Whether like you're on the front line, looks maybe a little different than someone that works, I don't know, just was working from home during all of it. Like we still were, everyone was affected mm -hmm. by it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's very important that we prioritize it. I totally agree. And you had the cutest text. I mean, they're so cute together, right? And Taylor texts you something like, you posted it. What did it say? I'm taking a nap. And you're like, oh, I got a bunch of emails and a little things to do. And then he said what in the text? He, and he goes, mental health first. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, I knew health? I was marrying you for a reason. <laughs> yeah, mental health first, and then you can get back to the emails. Because that stuff's always going to be there. Yeah. But you and I won't mm -hmm. if we don't prioritize some self-care. And I think sometimes people think that we're cheating or that we're, oh, we're being lazy. or we're, yeah. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. It's that way you can actually have the gas in your tank, mm -hmm. the money in the bank, to be generous to go further, to accomplish more than you ever could hope or imagine. So I just, I'm mm. going to put everything up on our Instagram and our website too, so you can get involved with Lemons by Tay and also the Lemons Foundation, mm -hmm. which I absolutely endorse. I'm on the board of that. So please give big. But I want to thank you for coming mm. on today and just, just reminding us of how important it is that we take a moment for ourselves mm -hmm. so that we can give a lot of moments to others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we love you. Thank you for being on. How, how can people find you on your Instagram? I am Tay Dome. Tay Dome. At yep. Tay Dome. That's Tay Dome. it. Pretty That's easy. D-O-M-E. D-O-M-E. D like dog. O. M like mom. E like for everyone. So mm -hmm. go follow her. Go see what's going on there. And you're going to be refreshed. And thank you for joining us. And today, mm -hmm. Splash Family, give some little self-love to yourself. Maybe splash a little bit mm -hmm. your way. Well, I'm super excited now to jump into this new segment. <laughs> I'm on the so Splash excited. Podcast. I know, me too, actually. Called oh. Too Good to Be True. Too, too Good to, to Be, be true. true. Do you ever have that happen, buddy, where you come across someone or something or you witness yes. someone do something that is so kind? Yes, yes. It reminds me of the verse in Hebrews. You know, you never know. You could be... Uh, 
Entertaining angels. angels. <laughs> well, I had a too good to be true moment, Aww. and I'm so excited. This stranger, complete stranger, to have her on today. So I'm we're excited. gonna call her right now. Everyone, hold tight. This woman's name is Linda. That's all I know. Okay. She's from Florida. I met her on a flight from LAX to Virginia <laughs> with my husband, and I can't wait for you all oh, to hear the details goodness. of what happened because she was just too good to be true. Wow. So hold on tight. We're gonna call her now. Whoop. My gosh, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I, I can't believe she gave me her number, right? I know, a complete stranger. Yes, complete stranger. Complete. On a flight. Mm-hmm. American Airlines. Mm. <laughs> Hello? Linda? Yes? This is Shaleen and Barbara Cameron. How Hi, are Linda. You? Good. How are you, you today? You are so brave. Such energy. Thank you for joining us in the Splash Zone on our podcast. And thank you because we have a new segment on our show that's called Too Good to Be True. And I want all of our listeners and you, buddy. Yes, because um, I haven't heard this you story. You have not heard this story yet. All I know is she met you. <laughs> yes. And, and so briefly, but sometimes you just cross people who are mm. just are kind. Yes. They're living their life in love and kindness, and she just empathized with me. So I can't wait for all of you to hear what happened with my new friend, Linda. Linda, you're from Florida, right? Yes. Yes. So here we are. We're both on a flight. I don't even know why you were on the flight. <laughs> so you obviously were in LA for something, right? Yes, I was in LA for work. Okay. And I was getting on a flight at LAX with my husband to go see Brookie Cookie, our daughter. She's a you know Division One lacrosse player and it was senior day. So mm, Bryce and I were flying out day. there. It was Bryce's birthday. Yep. We made this big deal about it. And we're flying out to Virginia to see Brooke and to celebrate Bryce. Mm -hmm. And as I get on the plane, and Linda can attest to this, I get on and I realize that when I booked our tickets, they moved... I was always a window, but Bryce was supposed to be next to me. Mm -hmm. They moved him to a window. So I'm in three window and he's in four window, the seat behind me, oh, no. um, but diagonal. Oh. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. We'll find someone that'll just switch sure. with us. You know what I mean? It's your yeah, birthday, honey. Course. Like, you know, so sure enough, the guy sits down, Linda's <laughs> laughing already. Um, the, she witnessed this whole thing. She had a front row oh, seat. Boy, so she wait. was across the aisle yeah. in row three mm -hmm. with us and... My guy comes and sits down next to me. Mm -hmm. And then the guy that's going to sit on the aisle next to Bryce in row four behind us sits down next to him. Mm -hmm. And my husband goes, oh, hey, because anyway, you'd switch with my wife, you know, so we can fly together. No, <laughs> no. Just like, like he couldn't even breathe. Okay. And I get it. If you He's, pay for an aisle, yeah. I totally get it. And I'm like, okay, because it's his birthday like that. And the guy's like looking at me, won't even do eye contact with me. So then the guy next to me goes, oh, it's your husband's birthday. I go, yeah, it is. I said, we're flying out to see my daughter. His birthday was actually Monday, but he was working. Mm -hmm. So we're leaving Friday and just a quick weekend. I said, would you mind changing? I know you're in aisle. He goes, no, I get up to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> I get up to go to the bathroom a lot. I go, okay. I, I totally get it, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'd yeah. let you out, but okay. And he's like, yeah, no. And I go, okay. I go, because I'd much rather cuddle my husband than you, but you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's okay. I'm going to stay in my seat. <laughs> well, then this guy comes walking down the aisle to the rude guy next to my husband. Uh -huh. At least the guy next to me was friendly, right? Right. Comes walking down the aisle and he goes, sir, you're in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny, Linda. So he's sitting in the wrong aisle seat. 
And the guy goes, oh, oh, okay. So he moves across the aisle in aisle four to the blank seat. And the guy's now standing, that that was his seat next to my husband, is standing in the center. And I said, hi. I said, is there any way, by any chance, I know you probably love the aisle, that you'll switch with me Mm -hmm. so that I can sit next to my husband. It's his birthday. And um, he's like, no, I, I like the aisle. I go, I totally get it. You pay to have an aisle. All three of you men love the aisles. And then this angel voice pops up and she goes, I'll switch with you. And I go, now mind you, I never noticed her this whole time because I was on a mission. This is what happens, people. There are these beautiful people all around you in your hula hoop space and you don't even notice them. But she was being so empathetic and empathizing with me and me trying to make, because it's a freaking four and a half hour flight to Charlotte. (laughs) It's not like it was just, oh, well, it's just Vegas, you know? And so she goes, I'd be happy. It was six o'clock in the morning. Six a.m. in the morning, but you know I'm going to sleep on him, right, Linda? The whole flight, not on this guy next to me. And she goes, I would love to switch with you. She goes, I know what it's like. I like to sit by my husband too. When I got up across the aisle, I didn't even ask you about social distancing. I just grabbed her and hugged her. Her This happens all the time when I fly with my husband. You know, we get separate seats, you know, and he's back somewhere buried in coach and I'm at 35 or something. And he's just such a good person. He never complains. It's like, it's all right. I was like, no, it's not all right. (laughs) You were just so kind Mm. and and she just splashed me. I mean, it's weird that our podcast is called Splash and here this complete stranger splashed me with love, laughter, encouragement, compassion and allowed me to sit next to my husband and she took the window seat and I found out as we were flying what the whole mix up was. I was just going to ask you, did you figure it out? I ended up figuring it out the whole time. Yeah, Linda, so get this. You're not going to believe this. As the stewardess comes down and asks different people what they want, they get to aisle three. Well, I'm now in aisle four, right? Mm -hmm. Because I got to move back thanks to Linda. (laughs) And she goes, Mr. Brian, so what would you like? And I went, Mr. Brian, we're the Brian's. And the guy goes, oh, yeah. And I go, what? Oh, yeah. His the last guy name next was to Brian. Me was also Brian. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, That's crazy. And I'm really so glad I didn't marry him, Linda. I was so him. glad that my Brian was my Brian, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know that about my Daryl. <laughs> but it was just this sweet oh. moment. And um, so I got up. And I got one of my books out of the thing and I said, Linda, I would love to have you on our show. Mm -hmm. She has no idea why she's on Mm -hmm. this segment called Too Good to Be True. And she goes, I'd be happy to. I go, here's my number. I'm thinking she's never going to call me. (laughs) She probably thinks I'm a psycho from LA. And she texted me and said, here's my information. And I said, well, you're three hours ahead. Will you come on the show with Barbara and I? And she said, I would love to, in a text. This is like the longest I've talked to her right here. You're very trusting, She's so trusting. She's so wonderful. You know, people from LA are actually very nice. My co- I'm I'm a consultant, and I've been working with a group of people for four years. And these people are just so nice to me and they don't have to be, mm. you know, they pay me a, a good money to uh, do IT work for them, but wow. uh, they don't have to be nice or accommodating or helpful or anything, but these people are so nice. And honestly, most of the people I interact with in LA are quite nice. 
I mean, I'm used to New York. Well, they so sound I, like because well, that's I what you're. New York. I was just going to say nice. you had that New it. York. You had that New York accent. <laughs> I could tell. I'm like, I haven't okay, been there for I years, but it's still <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> it's still there. Well, I have to tell you, the way you were describing the people that you were working mm. about is exactly how I describe you. Yep. You were nice and considerate and compassionate and caring. And on our episode, Too Good to Be True, we would like to send you and your husband wherever you'd like to go. We're going to give you $500 to go have a beautiful dinner on us. And just thank you for giving me that seat that day. Um, it but meant more than you will kind. ever thank know. So and so um, we would love to bless you with $500 for your kindness. So thank you. We're going to spot nice. you with that. <laughs> well, I do want to say this to wrap this up. Um, uh, about 10 years ago, I came out of a very bad marriage. You know, um, mm. it was just a situation where um, every day of my life for 31 years, wow. this person that promised to love me and care for me and decided that I was the dumping ground that they were going to tell me I was a bad person, that mm. I was ugly. I was, you know, just every horrible thing that they could possibly say. And it was very sad because that yeah. sort of dialogue, I mean, the person's not physically hitting you, but they're damaging the you on the inside. Sure. Yes. And uh, once I decided to escape from that and finally put my foot down and said, I'm not all those things. I'm a very successful person. I have a college degree. I've worked hard. You know, and uh, my colleagues all respect me. And uh, my friends, I, I started doing motorsports and my friends and competitors in motorsports all thought, you know, I was very capable and, uh, you know, worthy of uh, respect that I just said, I, I have to, for my own survival, I have to step away from this. And it went against every single thing I was taught. I was taught that you, you know, get married, you stay married. And it was a terrible struggle for me to walk away. Mm. But when I did walk away, I decided right then and there that I wanted to live a life of kindness, mm. that I wouldn't wow. ever do what that person did to me, to anybody else. Mm. Well, you and have now, kept actually, that goal. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. And actually, my second thing is that with that idea of kindness, that now I actually feel empathy for people who aren't kind. Mm. Wow. So, so you decided to not live your life with a kind and open heart, and you're the one who's missing out. That's right. And I've discovered the secret. Yes, you you, you live your life with kindness. That's right. Mm. Kindness is the new classy. Yes. <laughs> kind is the new classy. That's my daughter sure. wrote a book. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Linda. Thank you for joining us in the Splash Zone. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much, for splashing Linda. me with kindness. I was a complete stranger. Please let us know how you and your husband go to a really nice dinner or a hotel for the night or whatever you want to do with that $500. We would love to just allow you just to splash it on your life because you were such a blessing to me. And I just want I to thank you. thank you. You're thank welcome. You so welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye. You too, Linda. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.